many Inglewood residents still remember the excitement six years ago when a Whole Foods opened in their neighborhood. As of Sunday, that store is now closed. One of countless South and West Side grocery stores shuttered in recent years. Community activists have been calling on the city to provide some healthy solutions. And on Monday, City Council's Finance Committee approved $13.5 million in subsidies for a Black-owned grocery company to reopen six Save-A-Lot stores. So how will those properties be transformed? And what can South and West Side residents expect to find on the shelves? Joining us to discuss this is 28th Ward Alderman Jason Irvin. He is chair of the City Council's Black Caucus. Welcome to Reset. Thank you for having me. And Aisha Butler, executive director of Rage Englewood. That stands for the Resident Association of Greater Englewood. Great to talk with you again, Aisha. Yes, thank you for having me back. I appreciate it. Alderman, I'll start with you. Give us your thoughts on this multi-million dollar grant to reopen these grocery stores. Well, I think it's a, a proper thing for us as uh, city leaders to uh, bring funding uh, to communities that have had some challenges with having uh, fresh uh, fruits, vegetables, and a grocer that uh, respects and understands the community. That's why uh, one of the stores located in the 28th Ward on the west side of Chicago, we wanted to be in strong support of that because, again, uh, our residents are residents just like any other portion of the city, and government has a responsibility to step up when others have not. And so that's why we overwhelmingly support this uh, subsidy that's been uh, generated for the Yellow Banana Corporation to uh, provide those basic services for our residents on the south and west sides. Aisha, I understand there was a community meeting in Inglewood yesterday. I'm imagining the Whole Foods closure was was huge on people's minds. It was. You know, we have a a public village meeting every um, third Tuesday of the month, every other month. And we've been keeping folks updated on what we learned in terms of Whole Foods, when the the date, the closing, um, and then also the most recent um, meeting that we had um, around this kind of save a lot that may be occupying the space now. Yeah, talk more about that. What what's what's on their minds? What are what are the frustrations that the residents voiced? Yeah, I think, you know, you know, uh, it was a lot of frustration, I would just say in general. Yeah. I think folks are going off of uh, the brand, you know, f- everybody knows brands. And so I think the brand of um, Save a Lot was just one of the things that was unequivocally repeated over and over again in town hall meetings and surveys and conversations that they did not want that at this particular location. Um, but I think, you know, they, they talked with Michael Nance, they had the deputy mayor on the call. Um, it didn't sound like it was anything changing, that that's, this is what it was going to be. He's also, that this group is also helping revise some of the other ones. And it was a lot of talk about, you know, just trying to work with community to, to kind of dismantle some of the, the apprehension people have would have saved a lot. Well, when I met up with you in Inglewood last month, I remember your request being very simple. You said, I would just love to walk into a place where I could see a variety of fruits and vegetables. Do you think that you'll get that from Save-A-Lot? Um, I, I don't know this brand in particular or this particular operator. I don't. I haven't been to any of the stores that they have managed or 
um, helped rebrand. So I don't know the setup or the design of their stores. They were um, attempting to show us some some photos on the call, but unfortunately it was disconnected. But you yeah. know, if it if it's not designed. Um, in a way where it's inviting to healthy foods and that's the first thing that you see. I mean, I would just, I would hope it's nothing like the save a lots that have been in our black communities over these last few decades. Mm. Run down. Is that what you mean? Run down, poor quality products, um, stores actually unclean. Um, the last time I've been to a save a lot, my daughter's 24. Um, she was four years old and I have not been back. Mm. And I think it's a lot of folks who've had just um, unfortunate experiences um, at some of these stores. And you just don't hear about these stores, unfortunately, on our counterparts on other sides of the, of the city. You don't hear about these stores in Lincoln Park. You don't see that these stores are located in other um, well-to-do places. So yeah. it's just interesting that this is the model for a lot of the Black um, and Brown communities, but not necessarily the model in some of our most affluent neighborhoods. Alderman, uh, Whole Foods, as I mentioned, uh, in Englewood, it closed after six years, right? This time, though, the city's mandating that these grocery stores stay open for a minimum of 10 years. And if a single store closes or is sold before that time, then the developer has to return all of the subsidies. Is that sufficient, you think, or, or should the city have made more demands here? Oh, no, I, I think the demands that were made uh, by uh, actually those demands came from us because we did not want a developer to just take the money uh, and then flip the property and do something else with it. So those were demands that came from members of council wanting to make sure that there was a continued concern that was going to be a grocery store in these various communities that have not had uh, those uh, basic services uh, for a number of years. So, again, we believe it's adequate. You know, it needed to be a point that was reasonable for both sides, and 10 years was a point that was settled on. And again, we believe that if, the, if it's going good in 10 years, it will continue to go good. And mm-hmm. so our, our goal is to make sure that our residents are aware of, of what they have, to work with them on marketing, to work with them to bring the people back to those stores. And I do know that the brand has had some damage, and we're, and we're concerned about that. And uh, we're also looking at some rebranding efforts in all of these stores in the communities because of the, the damage that the Save-A-Lot name has had yeah. uh, throughout the communities over, over the past years. So again, and we're all of one mind here. At the at the end of the day, we want to make sure that communities like Garfield Park, Inglewood, Roseland, Auburn Gresham have good quality options so that those residents in the community do not have to leave their community to get basic goods and services. You, you talked a moment ago about, you know, whether it's going good after the 10 years. What What is going good going to look like? Well, Are there going to be requirements to improve quality? Being able to provide good quality items, not turned into a big convenience store but or a dollar store, but good quality fruits, vegetables, meats that residents want to uh, go to and, and patronize. So I, I think that if it is running at that at that point uh, in, in a good way and is being managed properly, they're doing the right things, that there's no reason why that should not continue to go forward. Aisha, what do you think here? Does the city need to demand more of these developers to, to make sure that this doesn't happen again to South and West Side residents? I definitely think so. I think we wouldn't be in the situation that we're in now with Whole Foods if a little bit more demands were made. And I know 
You know, we feel like even as a community, we didn't have those demands on Whole Foods. We worked very closely. We did a lot of phenomenal work, but honestly, we didn't mention a CBA. We didn't talk about you have to be here for a certain amount of years. It was just some things that we did not demand. Mm-hmm. Um, but it's it, but it's 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 just interesting because. Um, at the same token, this is a, a black operator, and it does seem to me that, of course, a black operator, a black developer, has to have way more um, requirements to be in our neighborhoods, where many of these other corporations and these other non-black entities do not have these same requirements. Mm-hmm. So that's a bit interesting that the one black operator that we do have have all of these different kind of requirements now, whereas you know all these not so much food for less, not so much. Mm-hmm. Um, and some of these other places that are in our communities that are still not high quality foods and, and or high quality products. Right. And the, the black operator that you're talking about in this case is Yellow Banana. Does right. that make you feel any more confident in their commitment to the community, Aisha? Um, from what I heard, you know, on the call with the deputy mayor and the alderman and a few other leaders, um, this person, I mean, I have never met him before in my life and wasn't aware of Yellow Banana until all this news came up. Um, he seems like he definitely wants to raise up his sleeve and work with community. He seems like he understands community a little bit more than some of these kind of, you know, corporations who are not on the ground. Um, I, I think the people in Inglewood are hopeful. Um, they are definitely not happy that it's a save a lot. They, I'm looking at my chat from yesterday, and um, everybody is saying not save a lot, not save a lot, not save a lot. So it's going to be a lot of hard work to really make this work. Alderman, is there any way to require that grocery chains keep stores open in underserved neighborhoods? Like, is there a law that can be made or put in place to to make that happen? I mean. Thinking well, of Whole Foods, they've got stores, lots of stores in other neighborhoods in the city. Can they somehow just be required to keep stores open? Well, I'm not sure if you can require someone to stay open, but what we can do when we invest dollars in a particular uh, situation, we do have some uh, some leverage, and that was the leverage that we chose to bring about with bringing $13 million to the table was that, hey, you must operate, you must stay open for an extended period of time. Now, just as a regular business that doesn't have any city money or any city input, uh, I'm not sure if we can force them to stay open. Um, I, too, also had an Aldi's in, in the uh, West Garfield Park community they just literally closed. They were open at 9 a.m. At 5 o'clock, they closed and never reopened. No notice, nothing. I would like to see some provisions where we give the community uh, an opportunity to uh, have some notice if a store is going to close or, or to create some other options or to buy the store, to do something else with the store that could uh, that could be helpful to the community. But what we're seeing is that these stores, they, they're here today and they're gone tonight. And that, I think, is something that we must work on as a council or even at the state level to provide some legislation. Uh, to at least have those organizations provide the community notice that a change is going to occur. So, Alderman, do, do you think the city has to be part of the solution to, to bring grocery stores to underserved communities here? Uh, t- today, I, yes, because it, the market is not doing it on its own. What the market is giving us are convenience stores that are full of uh, hot Cheetos and uh, nachos and unhealthy food. So if we want to have healthy, uh, good options for our residents, government has to step up and get involved and provide the necessary capital to make this make these deals go and to make these deals work. Do you agree, Asia? Does, does the city government have to be part of the solution here? 
Oh, definitely. I think the city government has the voice and the know-withal to work with retailers, to work with corporations, to make sure that they're doing everything in their power that for that's for the benefits of their constituents. And a lot of times their voices and their, and especially their incentives hold a lot of weight um, to be able to do that. So yeah. it's definitely not um, a, on our own community to do it and it's definitely we definitely don't want to look to other corporations to do it i think it's a it's a both and situation remind us what the current options in inglewood are for fresh healthy food aisha um <laughs> the only one <laughs> sorry i mean that I that pause hesitate. that pause says yeah, it all um, yeah the fresh market that we just opened ourselves on 63rd and Racine as a part of Go Green on Racine. Um, Aldi's was revamped um, recently. The store model had changed in terms of how it was designed, but the food in the last, and I, and I don't know if this is just happening just across the board, the food in the last few weeks has been horrific. Um, I Food for less have always been subpar. Mm -hmm. um, so we really have not many options at all. Alderman, we talked about this this uh, rebranding here. Do you think that these stores should maybe just have a different name other than Save-A-Lot because yes, the brand I, is so tarnished? I, definitely. I think the brand in uh, Chicago has been tarnished, especially in the African-American community. And I think these stores will need to be rebranded in some way, shape, or form to give them a fresh start uh, with the community uh, while they may have some Save-A-Lot products and some other things. But we still need to rebrand them just for the sake of the marketing and just to bring more people back to these stores. Before we let you go, Aisha, are the community meetings going to continue? Like, what is next for Rage? Yeah, well, you know, it's a lot happening just in Inglewood in general. Yeah. Um, if we're invited to give voice to these conversations, we're open to do it. Um, but again, you know, we listen to our members. It's really hard to try to sell them to be involved in this when they fought so much or either expressed so much discontent with this decision. Mm -hmm. And so um, Have I'm they not given really up? sure. Have they given up? Um, I, I wouldn't say they've given up, but I definitely know that our members asked us yesterday, is this is a done deal? And I unfortunately had to tell them, as far as I know, yes, it is. Um, I have not heard any other options at the table. And from what I heard on that call, um, the conversation from other community leaders went into community benefits agreements and ways to work together. So I don't think yeah. that it's much pushback on this one. Um, and if you had to sum it up for us... If you had to yeah, sum it we, up for us, Asia, what, what is it that residents would have preferred here? Um, just based off of what I've heard, of course, people love the high-end stores like Mariano's, but I heard Fair Play, surprisingly. Um, that, that's not one of my favorites, but okay. people talked about Fair Play. People talked about Trader Joe's. I heard Pete's many of times. I heard Sir Mac Produce plenty of times. Um, I've never heard somebody actually say they prefer Save a Lot. Um, so, and then we have no examples from this operator either. That was another question that came up. Yeah, we don't know what they've done in other states, and I we see. don't know their track record. And so, it's really hard to sell something that the only track record we have is the historical um, gotcha. disinvestment. Save a lot. All right. So the meetings continue then, I guess, and the conversations. Yeah. <laughs> we'll leave it there for now. Aisha Butler's executive director of Rage Inglewood and 28th Ward Alderman Jason Irving with us as well. Thank you so much. Thank you. Thank you. All right.